Good afternoon. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has been forced to scrap the much-hyped quadrilateral security dialogue meeting at the last minute after Joe Biden suddenly cancelled his visit to Sydney. Political reporter Jennifer Beshwati joins me now live from Canberra. Jen, trouble at home will keep the president in Washington. Yes, good afternoon. And there are some big economic issues in America that the president must deal with right now. If not, there could be drastic consequences for the global economy. Basically, he wants to lift the debt ceiling to allow the government to borrow more money. Republicans are trying to block that. So as you can understand, there are tense negotiations continuing at the White House. President Biden was scheduled to arrive in Sydney next week. Our cameras captured some of his transport at the airport. They'll now have to pack up and leave. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese received a phone call from Joe Biden this morning expressing his disappointment for cancelling his visit. Of course, Mr Biden's presence at the Quad is essential, so the PM announced he's postponing the meeting. President Biden, though, indicated uh, that he was uh, very much uh, looking forward to coming down at a future date. Uh, when it can be arranged. At this stage, uh, we haven't got a time uh, locked in for uh, that arrangement. So, Jen, will the four leaders still try and get together? Yes, Anne. Well, they'll all be together at the G7 summit this weekend in Japan. Australia was invited as a special guest to talk about China's growing influence in the Indo-Pacific. The Prime Minister says the leaders will try to get together on the sidelines of that summit, kind of an informal quad meeting. We've heard from opposition leader Peter Dutton today. He had hoped the quad would continue with Biden appearing via video link. It's disappointing, but uh, completely understanding. Uh, there are domestic issues that uh, the president has to attend to, and he'd be a welcome guest into our country at any time. Now, there's still a possibility that the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi will visit Sydney next week, but those details are yet to be finalised. Anne? Jen Beshwati in Canberra, thank you. Dozens of rescue workers were on the scene in Auburn after a car plunged onto the T1 train line. The driver, who was the only person in the vehicle, suffered minor injuries. Luckily, the track the vehicle fell onto is not currently in use and there were only minor delays this morning. Sydney Trains has confirmed the car won't be removed from the embankment until later tonight. The latest official wage figures are in and they show salaries went up 3.7% in the past year. That's the biggest rise since 2012. But unions say workers are still losing out. Chris Maher explains. Well, Australia has recorded the strongest wage growth in over a decade, but unions say it means little to those struggling with the rising cost of living. The ACTU today started its wage case seeking a 7% rise for those on the minimum wage. The latest wage figures today confirmed a 3.7% rise in the past year, the highest since 2012. The ACTU says that means little given that it's only half of the inflation rate. They need this cost of living increase just to survive, just to keep their heads above water. If they don't get this increase, their buying power will go backwards, on average around $1,500 a year. And new transaction data today shows discretionary spending on eating out 
and tourism and travel is booming in the wake of COVID, but spending on essentials like petrol, household goods and clothing is down. During times when there is that economic pressure, it's quite unusual for consumers to prioritise things that they want over things that they need. So it is extraordinary. And the Salvation Army today warned it's seen a steep rise in the number of people seeking its support in the last six months. In fact, its research shows that a significant number of those getting help are living on as little as $6 a day.